right, welcome to Content to Cashflow with Olivia Lee. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about reasons why people aren't listening to your message online. No matter how many content pieces that you create on a daily basis, if no one's listening and you're only getting crickets, there's no conversion, there's no comments, no likes, it's not all about the vanity metrics, but that can be very discouraging. If you agree, raise your hand. I am raising my hand right now because sometimes I spend a lot of time creating my content, whether it's illustration, blog article, newsletter, etc., and there's absolutely no engagement. It's very discouraging. So today, let's dive into why people might not be paying attention to your message and how we can work on that together. So let's get started. So the first reason why people might not be listening to your message is that you don't know your audience. Everything in our content marketing relates back to who we're creating content for. And if you don't know who your target audience or your dream client is, what's the whole point? It's kind of like trying to sell steak to vegans. That makes no sense, right? Whether you're trying to convey a message or trying to sell a course or trying to get them to listen to your podcast, you have to know who you're talking to. And you might find this very helpful. What I do when I create content is that I make content for one person only. Well, actually two because I have a male version and a female version. So you have to not only know your dream customer's name, age, where they live, what they do, their story, etc. as if they're your real friends in real life. You also need to know what their struggles are and what their goals are. So this is the activity that really helped me out. I wrote a whole story. It doesn't have to be a life story from like where they were born, etc. but where they are now in what areas they're struggling in and what they will find helpful. I write all of those down and I go online and look for a stock photo. I pick out images that I envision my dream customers to look like. One is named Ruby, the other is David. And I look at Ruby and David every time before I create content to remind myself to know exactly what they need in order to thrive. So let me read you an example story that I wrote for Ruby. Ruby is a 23-year-old recent college grad who hates her job and wants more freedom to work from home and do freelancing work that allows her artistic skills and creativity to shine. She values self-development and ability to help others and to make a positive impact on this world. She hates being micromanaged and desires to be her own boss someday but not sure where to start or who to trust online with so many gurus. Ruby feels like an outcast because her friends and family went the traditional route, go into their 9 to 5. Ruby wants security, but prefers to take the risk because she values time and freedom. Ruby's logical, but greatly affected by her emotions when she buys things online. She has enough money set aside to invest in different courses and coaching programs that will help her grow as a better entrepreneur. So as you heard from those stories, Ruby and David feel so real to a point where it feels like I know them in real life. 
especially after I printed out the photos and have them sitting on my monitor. I get to look at both of their faces every single time I work on my desk. And it's a very good reminder for me to create for them because I know where their struggles are and I know that I can help them with my experiences and my knowledge. Another reason why you want to know more about your dream client is that you get to choose your main platforms. You have a better idea of their attention span because of their age groups, etc., and what they will find valuable. So for example, I know that Ruby and David are young enough to know how to create on social media and explore on different platforms like TikTok. And that is why I'm targeting those platforms more than LinkedIn and Facebook and so on and so forth. And I try to keep my content brief and bite-sized and try to take as much fluff out because younger people tend to have shorter attention span. It's also important to know the itch that they have that you can scratch. So for example, if your dream client's itch is not feeling confident enough to tell their friends and families about their new business venture, you want to paint the perfect picture for them and share how you can help them, such as creating a memorable brand and personal website that you're proud of. If that's something that you can help them with, that's what you market. Another reason why people might not be listening to your message is that you're creating for the wrong reason. You have to know your why. People always say you either inspire, entertain, or educate, but I also believe that we have to motivate. The difference between inspiring and motivating is, inspiring is to communicate to one's spirit and convey a message, whereas motivating is providing that incentive and encouragement to actually go and take actions. Also, you have to know your niche topic. It's okay to have more than one topics that you focus on, but I prefer to choose one niche because I want to be known as the authority figure slash thought leader in that industry. And my niche is content marketing because content marketing tends to mix content creation, social media, and digital marketing all together. And those three are the topics that I can talk about all day long. Also, this is a really good question that a personal brand and marketing strategist named Mike Kim once asked, can I build a campfire around what I'm sharing? I really love that question because if you envision a picture of building a campfire, gathering some people around and sharing stories, you can feel the warmth. It's very inviting to others. People gather around a campfire and it builds a community around it. There's also a difference between me, me, me content versus what I learned that you can take away from. So for example, take a look at your Instagram feed. Is it 90% selfies? Because that's okay. But if you look at the captions, are you writing something that you would write in a personal diary, just venting like this is what happened I did this, I did that. Unfortunately, people don't have the time and the attention to care about you or listen to your daily routine anymore. I never go on YouTube to watch people's daily routine, what they ate in a day, etc. Unless I'm interested in learning about it or getting some value out of it, such as what I ate in a day, recipes for plant-based diet. If that's the case and that gives value, I would listen to it. But 
I just have no interest and time to just, you know, hear and watch what you do all day. So there's a huge difference between me, me, me content and what I learned that you can take away from. So that's kind of like writing in a personal diary where you can vent to yourself versus public blogging because there's a difference between venting and giving value from your experiences. Also, the kinds of stories that you share will attract different audiences. People tend to want to be around similar energy. Let me say that again. People want to be around similar energy. So if you want positive, engaging, and just happy people, you have to be the positive, engaging, and happy person. Our words tend to have energy. So if we use negative words and only focus on the pain from the past, basically open wounds that we have, because as imperfect humans, we all have them, right? We don't want to talk only about the open wounds that aren't closed up yet because we're not there. We're in the healing process. Maybe we can get help from other people who already went through that. What we want to create content around is from our scars. If you already went through, for example, a cat scratch and you bled and you overcame your trauma of seeing a cat attack you and it became a scar, now you have a story to tell about a scar and your process of healing can work as guidelines for others who might be going through the same pain that you were in the past. So remember to tell stories about your healed scars, not the open wounds that we're still healing from. And another reason why people might not be listening to your message is that you're not repurposing correctly. Every platform should be viewed as a kingdom of its own. Like the saying, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. What does that mean? That means we have to create, repurpose for each platform, whether it's length, size, captions, etc. And that's a lot of work, I agree. But if we're only putting ourselves on one platform only, we're missing out on the key portion of viewers who might be needing your help, who might be in a need to just hear your voice, hear your message. Just having your presence in their life might be a huge impact. And you're missing out on that if you're just putting yourself on one platform. And we'll be going over how to repurpose correctly in the future as well. So tune in and don't stress out about it too much now. My team and I used to compare pizza making to content creation. When it comes to pizza baking, it's easy to just make a whole pepperoni pie, cut them into equal pieces, and sell each slice to people who want it. It's not as easy as that when it comes to content marketing. You might be creating a 15-minute video and using that and dissecting it for different platforms and just cutting and pasting and copying and pasting on different platforms just for a sake to be on different platforms. But that's not how it works. Every platform is a kingdom of its own and we have to follow their rules. For example, one of the new algorithm updates for Instagram, if you have a TikTok logo that shows on your reels, the new Instagram algorithm is not going to boost your post, which means you have to create organic content just for reels. It is a little annoying for us content creators, 
But it makes sense, right? Because as a platform, if you're if you are the king of Instagram or the creator of Instagram, you would want people to stay in your own kingdom, start a business in your kingdom, eat food that your kingdom has, and live in the kingdom as long as possible. Every social media platform is just like that. So whether it's Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or whatever platform that you're trying to repurpose on, you have to keep in mind what people are looking for and how long their attention span is on each platform. So a good example would be this podcast. I'm not going to simply put the audio file of the podcast and just throw it on YouTube for the sake of being on another platform because I know for a fact that people on YouTube are looking for both visual and auditory satisfaction, not just audio. If they wanted to listen to my podcast, they can easily open up another app like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and listen to it instead of going on YouTube for it. A better example of me repurposing this podcast would be to transcribe this episode and summarize it in a blog article and publish it on Medium and using the summarization of this episode and creating a shorter, more visual episode on YouTube. So it takes a lot more work, but if you're determined to master each and every kingdom or social media platforms of its own, that's sometimes the work that it requires. And make sure to subscribe to the show because I would love to share my secrets and tips and all the strategies that I had creating so much content for all of my clients. I had almost 20 clients to manage on my own, which means I was creating at least, at least 50 pieces of content on a daily basis. So I'm at a point where if I can do that, I can create seven content for my own brand, which is why I'm pivoting to helping entrepreneurs and starting this podcast so that people can do it themselves other than me doing everything for them. So today we talked about some of the reasons why people aren't listening to your message online. You might not know exactly who your audience is, you might be creating for the wrong reason, or you might not be repurposing correctly. And make sure to tune in next week to listen to an episode when I share the biggest lessons I've learned as a six-figure marketing agency owner, all the goods, all the bads, and what I would do differently if I could go back in time. If I were you, I wouldn't miss next week's episode. And as always, I would so appreciate it if you could leave a rating or review, a positive one if possible, if you find the show valuable. It helps to get the word out about the show and help the show get found and discovered. And it encourages me to create even better content for you guys for free. So thank you for tuning in to Content to Cashflow with Olivia Lee and see you all next week. Bye-bye.